0: Hello guys, welcome to the next episode of the After Hours Lounge. A really, really interesting one for you guys uh, this week. Um, I always find it funny I do this intro after I've already recorded the episode, Um, so I'm always kind of doing two intros, but I quite like doing this one. I feel like it sets up the episode, but let me know what you guys think. Um, So yeah, this episode is with um, a guy called Jim Kernot. Jim was on the latest Netflix show, The Big Flower Fight, um, I got it wrong in the podcast. At the end of the podcast, I called it the Great British Flower Fight, so I'm sorry. I got it confused with Bake Off, um, but yeah, the the big flower fight on Netflix, um, and Jim and his dad were on, and Jim kind of talked really openly um, on on the show, um, and even in one of the episodes, one of his creations there to make all these things with flowers and and you know gardening and all that sort of stuff, and and he created something called the Anxiety Monster that represented his anxiety and things, and. For him to put himself out there like that and, you know, on something as massive as a new Netflix show to, to try and normalise the conversation around anxiety and, and mental, men's mental health issues um, was really, really admirable. And I, I was very lucky uh, that um, Jim's sister is um, one of my girlfriend's best friends from growing up. So, so Hannah, big up to Hannah for making this happen. Hannah got in contact with me and said um, my brother Jim would potentially like to be on this, uh, this show or on, on the podcast uh, after being on this program. So when it came out I obviously watched it all and then me and Jim got in contact um and then the other day we we recorded this episode. So I hope you guys enjoy. Um it was yeah, an, an awesome episode, really cool to even just get some insight into how they make one of these programs. Um obviously he was on the ground. Uh, there's some things he obviously wasn't allowed to talk about. Um and uh, I will say as well if you guys haven't watched the show there are spoilers within this podcast um so if you don't want to find out what happened uh check out the big flower fight on netflix first it's only eight episodes they're about 40 minutes each and for me you know i won't lie flowers that kind of stuff it's not really my thing um but i found i found myself really really identifying with with jim and his dad um and their kind of story and what they did and actually some of the things they created were really really awesome um so yeah check check that out as well for a bit bit more information a bit more context um either before or after you've listened to it but obviously there are spoilers uh but yeah, guys, hope you guys are all good. Please enjoy the episode. Good evening, guys. Welcome or good morning, good afternoon. Whatever time you're listening, welcome to the next episode after of the After Hours Lounge. Um, have bit of a different one this week. Uh I'm really, really, really stoked to be joined um by latest Netflix sensation. Um <laughs> Mr. Mr. Jim Connor. Um Jim, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. Thank you for having me. I know we've always got to do this chat as if we haven't been chatting for 10 minutes already. Um before I <laughs> yeah. um but yeah, so, so Jim, obviously, uh, those of you that don't know, Jim has just been on a um on a TV show that just came out on Netflix called the Big Flower Fight. It's basically the great British Bake off, but with flowers instead of cakes um <laughs> and yeah, I mean it's you know it seems to have been received pretty well. I know like my mum's binged it pretty quickly um so <laughs> you know, we want. You've even had me watch it. I've watched it. It's a show about flowers. It's not my kind of thing, but I watched it, and yeah, and I, I, it was cool. I love Vic Reeves as well, so I think anything he does to me is gold. He used to do Brainiac. <laughs> he used to do Brainiac when I was a kid, and me and my brother thought he was the funniest man in the world.
1: Oh, yeah, I remember watching that.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's man, he, he, he is awesome. Um, so, yeah, I mean... How, first of all, lockdown. How how's lockdown? We'll talk about it quickly and then we'll move on. How how are you finding lockdown? Where are you? What are you up to? Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm living at home with uh, mum and dad.
1: Uh, lockdown is lockdown. You can't do much really. Been uh, mostly chilling, to be honest. It's not been. I've been blessed to not have any uh, like essential workers in close family, so everyone's pretty safe. Everyone's yeah just sort of made their new routine, not doing much. So it's been quite nice, really. And now that the show's out, it's been really nice that we've been able to watch it together. And, uh, yeah, it's been really exciting.
0: Yeah, I guess it, yeah, I guess it, has it made it feel a bit surreal? Because I imagine if you were going about, you're you're a uni student, aren't you? you, uh,
1: Yeah, so I'm at the University of Brighton. Okay. Uh, Just, my second year has just come to a close quite abruptly, obviously, because of Uh, the lockdown which is a bit annoying. So what I would be doing, I'd still be at uni now and I'd still be talking to my classmates and saying, oh yeah, did you see this? Did you yeah, see that? yeah, just, it That's a little bit different. So rather than that, I'm messaging people, which I'd much rather be talking to someone in person about it. But what can you do?
0: Yeah, that, well, that's a good attitude to have because I imagine, has I mean, has it felt like a bit of an anti at all? It coming out and in your head you were probably like, when it comes out, everyone, you know, I'm going to be at uni and rah, and... <laughs> or, or has it actually been pretty cool to watch it with, with your dad and, and your mum and, and all this and actually, yeah?
1: what What's funny is that um, I was kind of glad to be um, at home watching it because then I could just watch it one time through because <laughs> all my friends at uni, all of my friends at home, my yeah. family wanted to watch it. I'd have to be watching my face a million times. <laughs> I do not want to do that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you just have to get dragged, dragged through it again and again and again. Yeah, again. yeah. yeah. I and you've got the script by that point. Yeah, you'd probably have to tell the same story. People, are, what was this bit like? And you'd have to write. Let me just get my phone out and read it to you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, I mean, how, how, how did you go about getting on this show? I mean, obviously, you know, I guess it wasn't when. When, when was it filmed? I mean, did you? Did you? Obviously, you were in a team with with your dad, Ralph. Um, with so, my dad, yeah so how give me some give me some background on it? Why did you guys decide to um to apply for the show? Where did you hear about it? Um, uh, so we actually heard about it through my
1: university they sent out they sent out a like almost like an application form to everyone's email, and I was uh stupid enough to read the email <laughs> and uh, so yeah it, they said they're interested in anything gardening, anything floral anything any designers and my course is three d design and craft yep. and and dad is a gardener. So I went and they were looking for pears. And so I, I came home to dad and I was like, I read this, I got this email and uh, it's this thing and they're looking for designers and they're looking for gardeners. And I said, You're a gardener, I'm a designer. What do you think? And he said, He said, oh, we're not going to get anywhere. We're not going to get anywhere. And I said, Shall I just apply for it? And yeah. he said, Give it a go. <laughs> so That's what I did. I gave it a go, and uh, we sort of had the mindset of uh, we will we will say yes until they say no. Okay, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a cool attitude. Well, they never said no, <laughs> <laughs> so we just had to go with it, and that's that's uh, yeah, that's history. Then
0: that's awesome. So, did you have to? Um... You know, when you sent off this application, did they kind of like have to phone you guys and did you guys have to send in kind of pictures and maybe some work you'd done before or like how was there like an open day? What, what was how did they how did they go about selecting you guys?
1: There was, uh, I don't know how much of this I'm allowed to say to be honest.
0: Um, it yeah, was kind yeah, of just, keep it keep it keep it quiet if you need to, no worries.
1: Yeah, no, it was just it was sort of, um, they looked at our stuff that we'd made. They knew what we'd done. Cool. Um, we had we had like an audition, and yeah, I think they they
0: must have liked us. That's that's what that's what I mean. So there there was like an audition kind of process. It wasn't just like yeah, you know, go on then. Or that's yeah yeah. I think
1: they, they had to they had to narrow it down to who they wanted on the show. I guess.
0: Yeah yeah. Of course yeah. And then um, when 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 did you guys when did you guys film it? Was it last summer? Because the weather looked it was pretty nice.
1: Yeah yeah. Over last summer. And uh, it we we had a couple of challenges where it wasn't so nice weather. But uh, yeah, I remember one episode where everyone had like
0: jackets on and stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs>
1: raincoats—they were needed. Whereas yeah. the British countryside, of course, it's going to be rainy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Where can where where was it filmed? Did you guys have to kind of go and, and sort of stay somewhere for a couple of weeks while it was while you were filming? Or so yeah, we
1: live we live um, down in Eastbourne, and it was filmed in Kent. So. We had to do a little bit of traveling, but it was nothing compared to the people coming from New York.
0: Oh, yeah, because I was going to say, because it was, there, there was a few um, kind of Americans on the show and stuff. Like, that must have been, I guess, obviously, Netflix is a global entity, but it did seem, it seemed like a very British thing. Um, yeah, I don't, it just, they, they got
1: them in. <laughs> they got them in and uh, we were making, that's all,
0: that's, that's just how I heard yeah I mean, it's it's awesome. and then so what um what's because obviously you know filming there's there's a lot of editing and they're they're putting it to get you know, they're condensing it into just under eight hours basically of TV. but I imagine it was a lot longer than eight hours for you guys. So what was, yeah, I, I mean, the challenges,
1: as you can see, that were were like say sixteen hours, yeah. sixteen hours of build time. So when you've got sixteen hours of build and it gets narrowed down into one episode of forty minutes, there's a lot that's been that's that's
0: not there. But yeah, they've shown they've shown all the best bits. They really I, guess, have. I guess I guess a lot of that build time is exactly that. It's just graft, isn't it? So maybe you know, yeah. you and you and your dad say like you're not even necessarily talking so much. You're literally just you're laying laying stuff on the frames, and you're you're actually just building, which is still cool to watch, but it's not necessarily fascinating television. You know Yeah,
1: I mean you're not you're not gonna sit there and watch sixteen
0: hours, are you? No, definitely <laughs> not. Definitely not. I mean we might, just to reminisce but Yeah, yeah. You can can we have all of the tapes please of what you've done. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, so what was what was the filming um what was the filming process like? I mean, you know, obviously you probably didn't know any of the other contestants. It looked like everyone, you know, got on really well. It looked like a really cool vibe.
1: Oh we we are 100% a uh, weird and wacky flower family now. That's, yeah, that's yeah. what we describe ourselves as. I've got all these new uncles and brothers and sisters <laughs> and aunties. It's, it's very strange. And these people, I would never have ever come in contact with them
0: in no. normal
1: day, day-to-day life. And, no. And I can only blame the flower fight for that. And it is really, really nice. We are all in contact and... Uh, yeah, it is. It is really nice. I'm really glad that they're my they're my friends and they're my family now.
0: Yeah, well, I think I think it's it's one of those things, and I'm always a bit fascinated by this. I'm just fascinated that something like that just brings all these people together from like yeah so many. I mean, I'm I'm coming from a completely different side. I'm I'm really into like you know windsurfing and water sports and stuff. And the people that it's brought me into contact with and that I've met in the ten years I've been doing it is is just is mental. So I can only imagine. Yeah, something like. Um, you know, flowers, floristry, horticulture. I'm not sure what which term I should be using, but uh, <laughs> all of the above. Yeah, literally, yeah. yeah. But all under one roof. Um, you know, I can I can only imagine. Yeah, it must have been it must have been an absolute an absolute time of it. Um, you know, meeting all these guys and, and all this. Um, so, how in in terms of you know, because um, obviously a lot of the focus for for you um, and we'll get into it later on was was kind of around you know m- mental health and. Um, and and, you know yours and your dad's kind of relationship and stuff I mean what were the the actual nerves like when when you're filming and stuff I mean we chatted before I hit record and I said I have the same thing kind of recording these podcasts and I'm a bit nervous but then I kind of realized fairly recently and I was actually it's not live if I make a mistake it's not too bad and actually the the nature of the tv show you were filming it's almost good if you're making mistakes and you're being a lot more human on it what was what was that experience like for for yourself and your dad?
1: Yeah um it was i think the first the first challenge we didn't know what we were doing we weren't used to the cameras we weren't used to the other people the other contestants yeah so there was there was a little bit of understandable nerves you don't know what's going on you're into a new space you're in the bloody dome it's ridiculous <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh you're just sort of yeah, I don't, I don't know. So you obviously have that little bit of nerves. But honestly, being there with dad, it kind of had, there was a weird normality. Yeah. And I wasn't as nervous as I thought I'd be. Before we went, I was like, how am I going to do this? I'm going to feel like this. I'm going to be really, really nervous for what's going on. And I can't say that I actually had that. It was very strange. Yeah, yeah. And I think maybe it was because it was so ridiculous and so out of my comfort zone, yeah. I couldn't compare it to anything, so I couldn't be nervous about it. That's the only way I can describe it.
0: Yeah, Very strange. Well, I guess, I guess it's one of those things where it, it, it is, as you said, it is such a new experience, and you're in there, and you've got Vic Reeves standing there, and you, you know, I guess we don't see it, but there's cameras everywhere and camera crews and all this, but then I suppose you look over and you go, there's my dad yeah there's <laughs> my dad in his funny straw hat and you go oh, <laughs> that's you go you know and suddenly I, I guess something like that does completely normalize the situation um, yeah yeah I, I suppose as well it's probably a sense of excitement and adventure as well you're like this is you know i guess it, it is there's always lower you know there's different levels of excitement for me excitement to anxiety are always kind of fighting
1: yeah know? definitely but sometimes I, I, I think i think uh the excitement sort of took over yeah which was quite
0: nice, I guess. Right, yeah, and you, you know, the adrenaline starts pumping and you're like, right, we're building this. And I guess you you kind of just end up focusing on the process and you mm. kind of ride, ride the wave. Um, did you yeah. find kind of every time you like finished a challenge, was there a bit of like a, oh, and then you maybe got a bit nervous and things or or was it, you know, were you kind of, did that excitement carry on? Because obviously there was challenges that were went better and worse for you guys. So, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so it was very much after every challenge uh, that big weight off your shoulders was lifted. Yeah, you've you done it. You've done it. Ah, oh, it was <laughs> it was bliss for about five minutes. and you're absolutely knackered. The adrenaline wears off, and you yeah. are so hard. So much hard work has gone into it, um, and I guess you're you you've built it, and you're nervous in a way for what the judges are going to say. But I think the sort of pride of making something was more powerful than the nervousness of what the judges were gonna say. Yeah. We were so, we were so proud of what we'd made. If they said it was absolutely awful, I think we'd be like, actually I don't really care what you think. Yeah. We've had a good time making it and we've done something. And I think that sort of took over.
0: Yeah, well I think I think that really translated on the screen for you guys. And then I think also because you did it with your dad as well, that's a really nice that's a really nice kind of bonding experience in itself. You're like, this is and it, creating anything is always a really like cathartic experience isn't it oh, you know, definitely. look look and were you doing design obviously you know it's what you do but yeah you look at something and you're like i've i've made this out of out of nothing but then to to be able to look back with your dad and go not only did we do this we did it together um mm. i think must have must have been yeah such a great feeling and i think that that pro there's a lot of strength there in it, what you just said in actually you know if the guest if the judges came over and said actually you know it's this you could have done this better, or we can see a lot of dirt here, or we can see glue there. And you actually went, Would well, you know what? Um, I, I like it.
1: <laughs> yeah, know? we pat ourselves on the back, like,
0: yeah. Well, I think it's, it, it is, it is, it, you know, it, it just looked like a, a, a pretty crazy experience, especially for you guys. So, you say you're, you know, your dad's a gardener and you do d- design and stuff. Had you, you'd never really done anything on, on that sort of scale, kind of thing?
1: Put it, put it this way we've done. <laughs> Mowing, we've done hedge cutting, and dad's usually the one that goes in there with a the hedge cutter, trimming all the hedges, and I'm the one that has to clear up after him. Yeah, it's so like that's about the maximum. Maybe we've pulled out a tree stump, that's yeah. the maximum gardening and horticulture that we've done together. And then here we are making a bloody great snail, <laughs> making a bloody great hare. It was just so surreal, yeah. But dad has done, uh, he did. It's called carpet bedding. So I don't know whether if you've gone down uh, Eastbourne Seafront and you've seen uh, things that have been planted in plants and they're all these different colours. He did that once upon a time when he worked for the council back 20 years ago. So in a way, he did have a little bit more, he had more experience with doing that, although he'd never done it with me. So very, very new experience for both of us.
0: But then I suppose you brought that, and I think you guys even said it in in some of the episodes, you brought that experience of kind of design and looking at something and go, right, no, that... Because some of them are pretty pretty big structures, so you can kind of go in with that knowledge and then Mm. your dad's kind of eye for it. And it, well, I mean, it seemed to work very well for you guys. It somehow worked. It somehow
1: worked. I don't really know how, but it came together.
0: No, well, I mean, yeah. But it, it must have been... Was, was there nerves after you'd kind of seen what some of the other contestants... Because some of them are like professionals in the industry already, aren't they, in things? Yeah,
1: it was just... As, as I said, we'd never done anything like that before. We didn't know what we were capable of. And you're so wrapped up in what you're making. Say for the first episode, we're making that snail. You're so wrapped up in it. You're planting, you're planting. You're doing all sorts of things. Yeah. And then you turn around and, like, Henk and Jan, who are... <laughs> loads of years worth of uh, experience in floristry and planting and things like that you turn around they're nearly finished within the first hour yeah it felt like that anyway it wasn't but it did really feel like that and you're like bloody hell how are they so good and they only got better so oh ridiculous ridiculous talent but we were we were up there with
0: the best of them so it did feel good yeah, well, I mean, you know, we're we're, I'm put, we're allowed to put this out after the after the spoiler gate, so I mean, it's no spoiler to say yeah. you guys you guys went all the way, didn't you? Um, yeah, we were we went into
1: it um, really, truly not expecting to get past the first round. Right, uh, we were we were just happy to be there, <laughs> and then they they seemed to like it and then the second round as you, as you saw oh sorry can you hear me yeah yeah um after the second round um the i had a bit of, i threw a bit of wobbler but um they liked that as well and then, and then the rest of them it just never stopped and it was it was just good and we were really really enjoying it and we didn't want to leave
0: yeah not want to leave. I think that was that was that's another thing I, I guess you have in your head of you're like, actually this is really fun. Um,
1: yeah. And Yeah, and the further we got, the more the tighter friendships we got with all the other contestants. So you don't want to leave them either. No. It's like it's like being with your best friends. You don't want to leave them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well I guess the only thing I could compare it to is like for me, you know, me and, and Heidi, my girlfriend who you know, like they've we've done a few like seasons abroad and you go and spend a few months all living out there and we all taught windsurfing together and and all this and it's the same thing, you know, we get to the end of the summer and we're all like, oh, I don't
1: want to go home and leave all Yeah, year. exactly.
0: You know, um so were you guys all were you guys all kind of staying together in the same place while you were shooting, or did everyone sort out their own things or you know? Yeah, unfortunately we were stuck
1: together, so we were together all day doing oh, cool, we
0: were together all evening as well. No, I bet that I bet that, yeah, well that's exactly the same for me, you know, doing season stuff, you know, you're in the staff house, you call it, so you're all yeah. You're living in the no, house. It was really,
1: it yeah. was really nice. And
0: that, that helped with our bond as well. I was gonna that say, really I bet. Yeah, yeah. And I bet you you know, you guys probably learn learn a lot from them as well. I mean, even the, the judges said it didn't they, how how far you guys came on um mm. in, in everything. So I imagine you know, now I mean, you, you must surely they must have just given you your degree already in design. Just from this show, they're like, you know what? There you go, mate. I think I, think I deserve it. Yeah, I was going to say, surely they, they must they must turn around and go right. There's your portfolio. You've done it. You're like the. <laughs> I'll, you know, send,
1: I'll send that quote to my uni. See what they yeah, say. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just tell them to listen <laughs> to this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I well put for me, like the, the the hair. The hair was my favourite. I think I love. I thought it was awesome. I bloody well
1: love that hair. Yeah, so much. And at that point, um, that challenge and that end result, that was kind of a turning point for me personally because yeah. it, I, I thought it looked so bloody good and I was so happy with what we'd made. I yeah. was like, we deserve to be in this competition from then, from that point on. I was like, we know what we're doing now. Yeah. Let's give it
0: some. And was that, was that kind of the first time... You, you had that thought in your head because I remember episode episode two when, um, what was it you guys made? I can't remember. We made the dress. The dress. dress. Yeah, so the, the dress was when you you kind of had, um you had a bit of a moment, didn't you? And, and yeah, I, the, the issue was I
1: just couldn't see the wood through the trees if you've heard that saying before. I couldn't see what we were doing. It yeah. wasn't, it we're was just, I just like, needed five minutes out. I just needed five minutes yeah. out. And uh, yeah, and dad sort Dad kept going and he turned around and said, Let's just do this. Like, keep going, keep trucking. And um, that is, that's just what I needed. That's yeah. what I needed. And then, then we made it and I realised, actually, yeah, we can do that. And yeah, as I say, the hair came along and everything just sort of fell into place. And I knew that I knew what we should do next. And that was good.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, that, that you know, the episode two one, and you could, you could see it even in the other contestants and stuff. Like, it, it looked like there was a lot of love in the room. Um, and you know, you guys, you guys, you know, you and your dad kind of walked out and your dad came to get you, didn't he? And you guys had a bit of a moment and, and all this. And then what really like hit me was the judge at the end kind of saying, um, the, the cool guy with the moustache, he said, um, he, said <laughs> he said, yeah, he said, you need to have as much confidence in yourself as your dad does in you. Um, did that, yeah. did that, was that something that kind of resonated with you? Did you kind of after that? Did you do it or did you still have another couple of challenges to go before you were like, actually, no, I've got this? I think, I think that was kind of a
1: turning point, seeing that Dad... Because in the, first, in the first couple of challenges, I was doing everything to kind of please Dad, to yeah. be like, should I do this? Should I, should I do this? Should, should, should I put that over there? And then when the judge, the Simon then said, you need to have the confidence that your dad has in you, I yep. was like... Yeah, that's true. We're yeah. here for a reason. Let's let's show them what I've got. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt after that. Yeah, so that it was nice to hear that. And I did need to hear it.
0: Yeah, well, I guess and and for you as well. I mean, it's always you know it's always the thing with father and sons and stuff. It's you realizing that you don't need to stand behind your dad. You deserve to stand next to him. Yeah, yeah, and yeah.
1: I think that that is what I learned on that challenge.
0: Yeah, no, I mean you could you could see it as well. Um, you know, and then so obviously that a, a few challenges later actually i think it was the, the second last one um was the the real big one um of Ooh. you building, of you building your uh, your monster um yeah my mon- anxiety monster yeah so you you built you built an anxiety monster um and you know you were you i mean i i thought i thought it was unreal i think everyone should have one in the garden and you know <laughs> mine you know i think i think it's it's really cool and that yeah it 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 resonated with me more than I ever thought looking at a load of plants would resonate with me. Um, <laughs> good, good, that's what I wanted it to do. Oh yeah, dude, I think, I, no, I, yeah. Um, so, I mean, talk talk, talk me through that, where, you know, because obviously you guys probably get your brief and even we might not necessarily see this, but I guess there's a fair bit of time that you guys had to kind of, you know, draw out your plan before the build time started. You guys had, you know, right, you could draw up your plan and, and all this sort of stuff. I mean, we, were you initially, were you straight away like, right, this is, what, this is what I want to do. I want to build this and anxiety and stuff. Or was there a kind of another focus to start with?
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting you ask because uh, I think me and dad kind of, before we even got onto the show and before we even started, I yeah. kind of said to dad, I, th- I think actually he asked me, if there's anything you could make, what would it be? Yeah. And I said, if it's possible, I'd like to do something for mental health excuse me and um I just sort of we sort of discussed it and he said oh what would you make and I said it'd either be some sort of some sort of blanket or something that goes over you covers you over some yeah. sort of monster that represents it and uh, then they gave us the brief of this green giants that are erupting from the ground yeah and uh, we were we were um and ah about what we could make and then I was sort of sceptical about making this thing because I knew that it would be such a, take such a toll on my, on just on everything, my emotions. My, yeah. yeah. It would just take a lot to make it. And uh, we couldn't, we were, yeah, as I say, we we're um and ahming about what we we're making. And then dad went, what, what about the thing you were talking to me about before? And I said, what about mental health, the anxiety thing? And he said, yeah, why don't, why don't we just do it? We haven't decided on anything else. And this is something that you feel very strongly about. Yeah. And I said, I said, if you're willing to do it with me, then I want to do it. Yeah. And then we sat and that was it. That was the decision made. And we sat down, you know, did some sketches of it, did some sort of brainstorming. And right from the start, I wanted something that I could, that would envelop me. Because yeah. Because that's how it felt. Yeah. And Dad said, what about this? What about that? And then we sort of decided on having this thing that actually swallowed me whole. Yeah. And I, we came up to that decision together and I was like, that is perfect. We yeah. have to do it. We have to do it. And uh, yeah, then we, then we did. And uh, it, was, it, it was tough. It was really, really tough. Yeah, yeah. But we did it. And, um, we're proud of it.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that, that's really cool, actually, because it sounds uh, initially when when we went watching it, it looks like it was almost kind of it definitely kind of came from you and all this. But actually, by the sounds of what you've just said, the catalyst was almost your dad going, let's do that. So I guess it was it was much more of a, a well, obviously, it's a collaboration, but it was much more of a collaboration in set, you know, bringing the idea to the front, which I guess mm. must have been really cool for you to be like, dad wants to do this as well.
1: Yeah, it, it was. It gave me the the confidence to say, "This is worthy of us making it. Whether yeah. we go out or not, we can make a statement here, and that's what we did."
0: Yeah, well, I think I think that was that's more that was to me. And I, Jurassic Park is one of my favorite films. So to, oh. to, I know, but to, to to me, those of you that haven't seen it, the other guys <laughs> made a massive T Rex head. Um, that t-rex was straight out of jurassic park oh, it was insane like insane Ridiculous. but i mean for me looking at it though actually again like i was like oh that's pretty cool but like actually to what resonated with me was was what you did um so i mean and, and that is something that um
1: because we turned around and saw andrew and ryan's t-rex and we were like and the alien and yeah. the gnome and we were like bloody yeah these things are all real life things that people know what they look like yeah and there's our, there's our monster that's completely from my imagination,
0: yeah. and I was
1: like, I need to get this context across, I need to make a statement, and I need to make a conversation and uh and I hope that's what i did
0: i I mean I think you completely did, and then like you know credit credit to the the guys editing it as well and stuff because there was some great um you know there was some interviews and stuff with with your dad kind of talking about it um. And, and And all this stuff, I mean you know your dad kind of mentioned when when you kind of came came clean to to him and him and your mom and stuff i mean what and, and you can talk about this as much as you like, but i mean um at what point obviously when you were younger or whenever did you did you kind of do this and did you suffer with anxiety for a while before telling your dad about it or how how did you kind of go about that it,
1: it's interesting it, it's, it it was strange um i th- my sort of worst and my earliest memories was probably I was in secondary school, and I was probably I don't know how old you are in secondary school, what is it 12, 13? I was probably that
0: till around 17, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So I was around that age, and um, I just started, I, I just had like these sort of feelings that I knew weren't what. I should be feeling in a way. I don't know how to describe it. And uh it was something that I didn't know what I was going through. Yeah. I knew I knew these were sort of alien thoughts. And I didn't really know what I was going through. So I didn't know how to explain it. Yeah. And um the fact that I couldn't explain it, obviously mum and dad aren't gonna understand it. Yeah. I can't get my point across to them how are they going to know how are they going to understand so as I got older I sort of began to understand it and I went to um I think it's called CAMS right yeah you heard of that think it's so. like a I can't I can't remember but it's like it's kind of like uh a little bit of therapy in a way for for young people right and um I went to that and they, they told me, yes, this is actually a thing. This is, this, it sounds like it's anxiety. Yeah. And from then on, I knew what it was. I didn't From before that, I didn't know what I was feeling. Yeah. And so then once I had a definition and understood what it was, then I could explain it to them. And I had a better understanding of it for myself. And so as I grew, I grew, it grew with me and it changed and I changed and I understood it more. Yeah. And uh, so now I'm at a point in my life where I know what it is and I know what I'm feeling. And uh, um, as I grow, I'm getting better with it. I don't, I yeah. don't know how, how to explain it, but I do feel that I'm in a much, much better place than I was when I didn't understand what it was.
0: I think, yeah, I think that, that's, and I, I mean, I've always said this, I think mental health is one of those things where it is so difficult to kind of, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a professional in this, but it is difficult to kind of diagnose, especially in yourself. You know, it's very easy to go, right. You've got this problem with you. You know, you get, you get migraines, you've got the flu, you've got this and here's the medicine that you need to get better. But I think, I mean, it's changed a lot in the last few years. I think mental health has really become something that is far more talked about, but certainly like, you know, back, you know, a few years ago when you were still in school and, and, you know, even, even for me when I was at school, I mean, I'm a few years older than you, but, um, I think you know, especially back then as well. People were like, "Well, what's wrong with him? Why is he? Why is he? You know, nervous or sad or you know." Mm. I mean, people, people, you know, show it in completely different ways, don't they? You know. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it also very confusing to diagnose. You know, you've got the, the likes of like Jim Carrey and Robin Williams and all these guys who look like they've got everything, and they also make people laugh for a living, and they're. Hilarious, outgoing, loud, blah blah blah. But actually, there, there's some real demons in there. But it's mm. how, how do you even put a label on that? You know, yeah.
1: And also, when you're when when I was suffering the most and when I didn't understand it, I was going through puberty. I was exactly. hormones hormones going crazy. All these things, all these new experiences, all these new feelings. I just thought it was something to do with that. Yeah, and it. it Maybe it was. Maybe that's what. Maybe it's the hormones and stuff is what triggered it. But everything is new at that point in your life. So all these new feelings, all these new thoughts, all these new emotions, and it's just a massive tidal wave of things that you've got to deal with.
0: Yeah. And uh,
1: yeah, yeah. But now I've matured. I think I am beginning to understand it a lot better.
0: I think that's the thing. I mean, it's it's not even. It, you know, it's not even, it's not something that goes away over time, but I think people just get a lot better at, um, at coping with it. And you kind of find, you find your own sort of mechanisms of how, mm. how you're going to deal with it. Um, I mean, you know, for, for, for myself, um, I've always been a big kind of advocate of like, I kind of, I very much sort of steer into the skid where I'm like, if I'm having a bad day or, you know, if I'm feeling down or something, I'm like, right, my focus for this day is now, how do I make myself feel better? It's not a, I've still got this to do and I've still got, and I've got, to, I've got to carry on and some people may look at that as lazy but I think everyone is different, everyone does different things, you know, and I kind of go right, actually I'm going to spend the next two hours doing something I want to do, whether it's mm-hmm. sitting and watching a film or going for a swim in the sea or, you know certain things I like doing, you know playing the PlayStation for a little bit and just, just switching my brain off and then actually in a couple of hours I might go, do you know what I'm I'm ready to kind of do that and obviously sometimes i can't do that um and that's where i'm still learning you know (laughs) and i think i'm well both uh, unfortunately it is one of those things where i think you you just you never your problems are never going to be gone you just you've just got to spend your time trying to make your problems smaller you know Mm. and if you can just try and get better at coping with that kind of thing um then because i mean you know the amount of famous Famous, rich people that look like they have no problems have come out and said, I suffer with this, I suffer with anxiety. And, you know, the alarming amount of people that have unfortunately ended it, you know. Mm. It's, yeah, it's, nobody's immune. No, I think, yeah, exactly. No, nobody's immune. Um, and I think it's... So well, much-
1: another thing that I was, I was just thinking of as you were speaking there, um, when I didn't understand it, I didn't know that it was a thing. And then when I went to this sort of therapy thing and they put a label on it, I then realized that other people must if there's a label on it, if it's diagnosed, and other people must suffer from it as well, it's well yeah. known to everyone and uh, then and from that point on, I began to talk about it, yeah, and I think that was a turning point
0: well' there's, there's, there's comfort in knowing that you're not alone, isn't there definitely you know, definitely there's, there's comfort in that i mean that's the whole point of this podcast and there's, there's comfort in knowing that actually oh, sometimes I have a bad time, and sometimes you do as well so. And for me as well, a a huge part of it for me is realizing that actually I'm not as much of a burden. And I mean, my friend, when I came out and and sort of told my friend about what happens in my head, he was like, "I'd rather talk to you on the phone for 15 minutes than listen to someone talk about you for an hour at your funeral." You know, hundred percent. He was like, he was like, I, I, you know, it's like you're my friend. There's not going to be a moment where he's like I don't have time for you he's like if you're in that point if there's a position where you're feeling like that or not, not even to, to that extent but just feeling bad it's like and I think that's especially been amplified with with what's happened in the world at the moment and actually I'd say I've spoken to my friends who are all all over the country more because of this lockdown than I would have normally and I think I think a lot of positives have come out of it um mm. but I, yeah I think I think knowing that you're not alone in it is is a is a massive kind of Kickstarter to be like, right, let's try and, try and get the wheels turning to, to improve. Um, yeah, definitely. So is that, is that why you kind of spoke to your dad about it as well and stuff?
1: Yeah, so it was the people that were, um, that were around me. So my sister, who you know, my yeah. mum, my my first of all, and then my dad sort of picked up on it. Right, but it wasn't that I directly went to my dad. Um, I um, yeah, so I I didn't. I I went to my mum first, talking about it, and she sort of understood. And there was no. Luckily for me, there was no sort of judgment. They knew that I was going through something. They knew that it was very real to me, whether or not they can see it or not, whether or not they're anxious or or have their own mental health issues they they may not have it but they knew that it was very real to me and because of that they cared and uh yeah and then dad sort of as he as he says on the show um he had that mentality of man up like don't don't worry about it yeah Uh, and as he then realized it's not that's not the case. It's 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 more than that. Yeah. He then realised actually my son is struggling here. Mm. I need to I need to reach out to him.
0: Yeah. No, I mean yeah, and and I think I think it's it must be an odd thing because I mean for your dad's generation and stuff, I think it was a largely taboo subject, wasn't it? So I mean yeah it, yeah with, a lot without um, meaning yeah sorry? well with, without him meaning for it to be. It was probably quite an odd thing for him to talk about, you know. Mm, um, definitely,
1: because uh, we spoke to we spoke to one of his friends the other day, and he said the same thing exactly that he said. I have that mentality of um, man up. I don't yeah. know. I don't. I have He hasn't personally experienced it, so yeah. in their eyes, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. When really it does, because it's in here.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's, yeah, well, it's. I mean, that's, that's also another reason is that many other illnesses and things you can see, you know, yeah. you can see yeah. if someone's not feeling well, usually, you know, you can see if someone, because usually they don't look very good, do they, you know, <laughs> you've lost all the color in your face or, you know, your nose is all red and, but this, but it's a completely unseen thing. Um, mm. and, and, and I think it's also, yeah, one of those things that, as I said, up until a few years ago, people didn't really talk about. Um, so I mean how was how did how did that feel when it came to you obviously you knew when you were building this monster and stuff you know there was part of you that you were like I'm really happy and me and my dad are doing this and stuff but when did it hit you that you were like oh my god this monster and everything I've said is going to be on Netflix for millions of people to watch if they want was that was that something you were nervous about or was that the kind of intention that you were like no I want to talk about this on this platform
1: yeah um, so I obviously knew what I was doing. I knew that we yeah. would we were doing this to start a conversation. We were that we were doing it to start make a statement. Yeah. Um but that the fact that um I had I sort of held this burden of give making this making this statement. I could not sleep that week. That, okay. but, but in the process of making that challenge, yeah. I could not sleep. It was playing on my mind all the time. I was re- like rehearsing what I was going to say to the judges. I was so wrapped up in my own head, trying to get what I was, I wrote it down on my notes. I deleted it. I wrote it down on my notes. <laughs> I was trying yeah, yeah. to get it right. And I, and I did it. And that I was so proud that I actually said what I meant.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you, you literally saw it in the show because you literally finished chatting to the judges and then they went on to chat to someone else and you just walked off. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> think, your I your think, dad saw it and he was like, come on, let's go.
1: <laughs> yeah, because dad, dad had listened to it. He'd seen me struggle. He knew that I'd had these sleepless nights thinking about what I was going to say. And then we said it and he was like, let's get out of it. Yeah. We need to get away from this beach. we put too much time and effort into it. But it was really, really good. And just that, fact that I made that statement and and what is good is that we started that conversation and it's clear I wouldn't be talking to you right now if we hadn't if I hadn't come to you to talk about this so it's just talking about starting that conversation and it's good because people finally are
0: yeah well I think it's amazing and I like I think you you know you accidentally kind of stopped the stopped the show there like when you guys kind of walked off and stuff like all the judges kind of stopped and or this is from, from, from watching the show, like, and all the other contestants, and everyone, everyone just started like hugging each other and were like, oh, and it looked like everyone just kind of had a bit of a moment. Um, yeah. They- well, obviously,
1: obviously, we were spending time with them outside of it, so they knew what I was going through. They knew that I was struggling to, to recite my lines in a way. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so they knew that when I finally said it, all that. Angst, all that energy, all of that bottled upness. Yeah. i finally released and They were like, well done, Jim.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, it's kind of, you know, they, they're along for the journey, weren't they? So they kind of look Definitely. at it and go, you know, we've, 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 I guess they feel it in, in part, kind of part of it as well.
1: Definitely.
0: Uh, yeah. No, I, I, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, full credit. I mean, we're, was and then obviously the judges like I can't remember his name, he obviously got in and and kind of sat there with you and stuff um how how much of that was you know did they did they kind of chat to you um like i don't know again I don't know how much of this you can say, but like did the judges and even the other contestants stuff after that did they all kind of chat to you and say like that was that was pretty amazing or was it kind of played down you know um
1: the I don't I, it wasn't it wasn't on the show but all of us contestants had the biggest group hug ever after that because they as I say they knew what I'd been through yeah um and it was Kristen Kristen said that I'm not alone and again that felt really nice that was just this message that I wanted to put out there just knowing that another just another person in the limelight is going through what I'm going through and it was very nice it was very it was really really good
0: yeah i mean well yeah as as i said i mean it it completely stopped the show and i mean for for me watching that was like the most the most poignant part of the whole the whole show to me um but obviously i'm i'm quite close to the to the subject matter um i mean how how has the um how has the re- the reception been what what of what have people kind of said about the show i mean have you, you know, obviously, I, I was saying just before this, I work in social media, and I've like seen you. You've suddenly got a lot of a lot of new followers on Instagram. <laughs> uh.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, grown quite a lot. And <laughs> uh, what, what is very nice is I've had so many responses about just people saying we've seen you on the show, um, and we watched we watched the episode where you made your anxiety beast, yeah. and a, a few people that work in the in that sort of mental health field, working with children, working with young adults. Yeah. And they said, thank you for starting a conversation. And that really is nice yeah. to know that other people understand what the message I was putting out there. And they know the point I was trying to make and they know what I've been through. And it's, yeah. that's exactly what I wanted. And the fact that these people are messaging me about it is so nice to know that they understand. And they're just like me.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, I I think, you know, to me, obviously, um, again, this is coming out after, after we're allowed to talk about the spoilers, but obviously you didn't, you you didn't win. And actually, weirdly, you didn't win any of the challenges either. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you made it it all the way to the final and stuff, (laughs) but, um, but in, in, in a way that that that's kind of winning more really, because by the sounds of it, your sort of goal for it was to open up alongside obviously doing all the challenges and all that, but, Your kind of one of your goals of it was opening this conversation, and by the sounds of it, that that was that was achieved. Yeah, definitely. And I think because of that,
1: we were winners in our own in our own right. Yeah. And what what was interesting was uh, the because of that challenge where I completely opened up everything, I completely uncorked that bottle and let everything loose in that challenge. The last challenge where we made this. The most ridiculous thing I've ever bloody worked on this (laughs) huge beanstalk. Um, that last build, although it was physically draining, I loved every minute of it, right? Because I I was free, I'd I'd done, I'd made the message, and I'd done the thing that I'd set out to do, and I'd released all of that held up emotions and anxiety and everything, it all gone. And yeah. then here we are making this big beanstalk and making this silly goose, And <laughs> it was really, really enjoyable.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I was going to say what was your, your kind of favourite favorite moment of the show, but I, I always compare it to like a kettle. When you boil when a kettle's got too much water in it and you boil it or a pan or something and all this water's flying out and it's angry. And then when you pour some water out, it just kind of chills, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly that. It stops. And I, I guess that must have been what it was like for you. You know, you you've kind of... Yeah, completed that and now 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 I can just walk around with my hard hat on up some scaffolding.
1: <laughs> exactly. Although it was very very hard work. I must yeah, like I know. I, mean,
0: yeah. I can only imagine. But I mean it it, it looked awesome when they because obviously the last episode it was just you 3, but then they brought everyone back in and stuff. I mean that must have been must have been a pretty cool moment for you guys.
1: Yeah, it was it so was so nice because these people that we'd uh, some of the earlier contestants that left unfortunately at the early challenges we didn't get as much of a friendship with them yeah uh, so when they come back then it was really nice to see them again we got to show them what we've made and yeah it was really really nice yeah. and uh, as i say we're still friends to this day so no hard feelings
0: no of course not i mean it, it yeah it all looked like kind of kind of good vibes and stuff anyway so i mean has that um has has the show impacted you at all in in kind of what you want to do in the future obviously you know you're uni doing design and stuff are you now thinking of of heading, heading down a more sort of outdoor route? I mean, have you, you know, you must have job offers flying, in. Eh? I mean... You... <laughs> I haven't had any yet, if, any, <laughs> if
1: anyone's interested. <laughs> yeah. um, no, it's... Uh, I... Because I, I'm second year at university, I'm still young, I haven't, had a, I haven't had a proper full-time job. I don't really know... I don't really know what I want to specialise in. Yeah. I'm up for anything, I'm still... i i I can still learn yeah i mean you learn you learn all your life and i and uh i definitely have the mentality of take every opportunity so if someone wants me to try and do this i'll give it a go it might not work out but i might find out that that's the thing that i really want to do yeah um if someone comes along and wants to film another show, I'd definitely jump on it because I know that it was a good experience. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I guess the world's my oyster and the fact that my face is now out there, I can use that as a, as a bargaining tool. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, mate, I'm famous. <laughs> no, no. Um, but it, it is good. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give anything a go.
0: Well, I think. I mean, I think that's that's a great attitude to have in terms of mental health in itself. I mean, I, I've said it in the past. With um, I did a podcast with a, a guy who's he's a pro kite surfer, and we were chatting about him. You know, going and learning learning new moves, and he's he does a lot of vlogging on YouTube and stuff. Um, and he said when he first started, you know, all his kind of mates and all this were like, "That's a bit lame. You're kind of standing, you know, on the beat. Why are you not just going kite surfing? You're standing there with this camera, and you know, and and people." But he's like. Just try something new. And he's like, I don't know yeah. what and now he's getting hundreds of thousands of views and people, you know, people love it. People people go to him and he does all these instructional videos and people love it. And he's turned it into something. And I think I think that's a, a, a really great attitude to have. And at the end of the day, that attitude got you where you are now by going Yeah, I, th- th-
1: I think I think there's that kind of idea of you've got to take that leap. And when you take that leap, there's, there's two options you take that leap and you end up back where you started and you didn't actually gain anything yeah. or you take that leap and it opens up all of these doors that you never could have fathomed for them to lead into and you have the best time ever and you might find something that you really, really enjoy or you might find out, actually, that's not what I want to do, but it was a good experience and I know that that's not what I want to do anymore. So yeah. ne- go on to the next door, open up the next, open up the next journey and jump, take another leap. Yeah. That's right that's, why, that's that is my advice, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think. Yeah, I think. I mean, it's it's a great way to live life. Like, I it was one of the best pieces of advice I got. And my mum used to say, when I was, I you know, I was kind of emailing potential sponsors and stuff when I was a windsurfer and things. And my mum was like, the worst thing they can do is say no. And then exactly, you, you've lost. I've lost nothing. All, all I have is something to gain from whether it's sending an email or going and introducing myself to someone or applying for something. Anything you have, there's off. Quite often in these in these decisions in your head, you have nothing to lose. But I think it's getting over that thing of, they'll think I'm stupid, you know, or they'll, they'll think I'm silly for doing it. And it's like, well, if that was the case, they wouldn't have put out whatever you're applying for, you
1: know. And and there's also, I've also found that um, people are very, very willing to help. Yeah. That if you go over to someone and say, say it's a job interview, and you say, I really, really, it's not even a job interview. Say you just want someone's job and you message them and say, I'm really, really interested in your job. Uh, Is there possibly any way you could hire me? They might say, no, because it's my job and I don't need to steal it. (laughs) But then they might say, but I do know and give you an email. They'll give you a number and they will pass you on to someone that might be able to help you. And it is just taking that leap. Like it's what, how long does it take to write an email? 10 minutes? It depends how detailed detail you want it detail you want to go into but it could lead into the best things that you've ever done so yeah definitely go for it
0: i think so i think and you know like, like you said you know 99.9 percent of people are good and they want yeah. to help and as well it gives it gives them a great feeling as well being able to help it makes you it makes it not only you know it's just a, a, a nice wholesome feeling in itself but also weirdly it kind of makes them feel like they know what they're talking about as well. Like for me in my, my kind of job as well, I love it when people are like, oh, can I just get some help with this? Or can I get some advice? Because I'm like, oh, you want advice from me? Yeah, of course. yeah." Do you, know I mean? <laughs> you know it's Definitely. It's a really nice feeling for both parties, you know? Um, but I think, yeah, a lot of people are, are just scared of, yeah, dipping, dipping their toe in the water initially, aren't they? You know? Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think we'll... Um, We'll kind of leave it. Leave it on that message, if that's all right, Jim. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, man. yeah. I, I could talk for uh, hours. Apply for a Netflix show. You never know what might happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, um, I usually do a few, few sort of, few sort of questions at the end. Um, obviously, whenever I do do these podcasts, I always drink a couple of beers. Um, are you a, are you a beer man? Are you you know what do what did you and what did you and your dad go and have a pint of after every day? Oh, my dad
1: he loves um, Harvey's so uh the best that's an man. ale isn't it yeah yeah Har- yeah yeah yeah. he loves a Harvey's <laughs> I'll always go for a cider you're a
0: cider man a cider. yeah oh yeah nice nice well I suppose you're in you're in the right place I mean I, I couldn't I had to stop drinking cider when I was about 18 because all I did as a youth was drink two litre bottles of Strongbow and that kind of just ruined it for me and you're like <laughs> do you know what I mean you know when you go to house parties and you've got this huge bottle and Oh. <laughs> yeah so after that i was like no i can't drink because you know when you're a teenager not that you should be drinking as teenagers kids but you know when you're when you're a teenager and you don't like beer yet so you're like oh, i'll drink cider because it you know it tastes fruity and it's nice <laughs> yeah no i can't drink it um what where's your where's your happy place obviously we're in lockdown still you could click your fingers where would you be right now
1: oh, that's a good question yeah mate uh whoo i do I love being at the beach and seafront with my friends. Yeah. Just with good people, a bit of music, maybe a, maybe a couple of those ciders. Yeah. I'd, I'd be there right now in the sun if I could be.
0: Yeah, nice. I think that's where we, where we would all be. Um, obviously, other than Netflix and the the Great British Flower Fight, um, what else, what have you been watching? What have you been watching in lockdown? Movies, TVs? Give us, give me some recommendations. What have you been checking out? Ooh.
1: What have I watched recently?
0: Are you much of a Are you much of a film watcher? Do you you watch a lot of TV and stuff?
1: I don't watch that much TV. Uh, I can't think of anything that I've watched recently. <laughs> I watch I watch even
0: even Annoyingly, just a
1: favorite.
0: Even a favorite. What do you What do you put on when you're feeling when you're feeling a bit a bit down and stuff? What's the film you put on?
1: The series that I've bloody well watched about a million times is Rick and Morty, and I've gone back for more. I know, I almost know the script now. I don't know why I'm watching it, but it is, it's, just, it's just easy watching and it's good fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it's funny. That's like, there's every, everyone I've asked that recently, they've all said like similar things, like, you know, Rick and Morty, The Office, that kind of stuff. Like, people are just, I think people are just watching like something lighthearted and easy at the moment. Aren't they? Yeah, that
1: kind of, or well, like, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. They're always
0: good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. look, you know, Parks and Rec shows like that. People are like, right, just give me something easy to watch. Yeah. Take my brain off it. Um, do you play any sports? What, what would you? What's your pastime? What do you like doing?
1: Um, unfortunately, I haven't been able to do it, but I've uh, sort of got into badminton. Nice. I've, uh, my uncle is annoyingly good at badminton, so uh, he puts up a good, a good challenge. Oh, does he? Yeah.
0: yeah. I went, one of my friends who I went to school with, his name's Owen Turner. Owen, if you're listening. Um, he was like number two in Scotland when we were growing up. What? So we used to, like, we'd go in, like, in like secondary school and we'd do badminton at PE and everyone would be like, no, I'm not going against Owen. <laughs> like, <laughs> just not doing it. He's yeah, just, like, you know, he just, it was like a game for him. Obviously it is a game, but, like, he'd just whack the shuttlecock, like, at your face. At your oh, face. yeah. Yeah. But he, he was, yeah, he was frustratingly good at it. Um, cool, yeah. So hopefully we can get back to doing all those all those fun things pretty soon. Um, Very
1: soon, please.
0: Yeah, and and fingers crossed, we can actually meet in in real life at some point, uh, Jim. I'd love
1: that, and then have have a cider
0: and a beer. Have a, have a cider and a beer, yeah, in person. Yeah, I'm getting a bit, <laughs> bit fed up of having to do all these video calls for this podcast. I know. Um, but yeah, uh, guys, if you haven't check out check it out on Netflix. Check out Jim Jim and Ralph's wonderful creations. What? Well, uh, I don't know if you can answer this. What happened to the creations? What happens to them? Do they just get left until they decompose? Or to be honest, I don't even know. We were How so that? We were so uh,
1: wrapped up in what we were making the next challenge. We yeah. didn't get to see them. Whether they they might have just like
0: all those butterflies. I think they just flew away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll say something romantic like that. Yeah. <laughs> the monsters all just went back under the ground again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I suppose
1: they actually did, didn't they? Um, I would want to come across that T Rex though, wandering about.
0: Oh man, that thing was awesome. That was. really <laughs> um yeah cool uh guys hopefully you enjoyed that as i said head to netflix check out um the great british flower fight um it's the
1: big flower fight the big flower fight
0: well great british bake-off big flower fight bake-off I, I can't remember i'm sorry um <laughs> the big flower fight on netflix guys check it out um check out jim and uh ralph doing some doing some wonderful things um thank you very much jim for joining me thank you for, for, giving for me some me. Time. now that now that you're a famous tv star thank you for uh Gracing me with your presence. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, guys, um, thank you for, for listening. Hopefully you guys have got something out of that. Um, and hopefully, you know, um, Jim's message can resonate with, with quite a few of you. Um, yeah, stay, stay safe, guys. And we will see you for the next one. Good evening.